Welcome to a podcast for the Krakoan mutant era with a distinctly black and queer lens. Every episode has a new guest, a single topic, and a ticking timer. This is X of Words. 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 Oh, so we're, we're, we're here. The podcast is, we're recording. <laughs> yeah, but please finish your sentence and then I'll just kind of roll us into an intro. Uh, you know, the anyone writing for uh, another artist uh, is uh, the first question you have to ask that person is, what do you want to draw? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's Pepe and I had some long talks, uh, you know, going into, um, you know, what it, what is our second uh, sort of marriage? Uh, you know, <laughs> yes. we, we had we had uncanny avengers together and uh i think we had a a real good time on that book and a, a fun shorthand and um you know when when planet size uh started to come into um focus yeah uh, and and pepe and Marte agreed to do that um and then i think somewhere during that we we discussed the possibility of um really it was jonathan said hey what if pepe were to draw the year one of x-men and i said oh uh yeah what if <laughs> that, would, <laughs> that would be wonderful <laughs> yeah pepe i mean, like to do that and uh yeah it's uh so it's you know it's it's been my privilege to uh to uh you know uh, pitch wow. him uh baseballs that he could crush over a fence i know uh that maybe doesn't translate as well to the UK audience, but that's my job is to be an yep. utterly hittable pitcher and uh, nice give give my you know the batting practice warm up pitcher the guy that can just you know not get anything by anyone uh, yeah. and hopefully that that you know there there are some big things you know that only applies to my collaborators we're trying to hide quite a quite a lot uh, from the reader and some things are going to start to uh, you know come into focus in a fun way I hope. Well, it's been a pleasure to read it. It's been an absolute thank pleasure. Thank you. Yeah, it's uh, thank you. May yeah, just may you continue hitting and pitching. <laughs> I'm trying my best. Yeah, yeah, it's very good. I'm trying to meet you where you are. Like I don't know whether any of the was right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, in in football, in your football, I guess I'd be a goalie that you. I just want my partners to score on. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just run up the score, lads. <laughs> um, hello, welcome, everybody. For anybody wondering, that was um, that was a very deep response to my very, very bullshit question of just saying I like all the animal animal henchmen. Um, seen a lot of rhinos, a lot of elephants. It's made me personally happy. <laughs> and hello, welcome, welcome to another episode of X of Words. You're joining me, Ashley, and today I have with me pen behind the flagship book of a golden age. Jerry Duggan. Hello, mate. How are you doing? I'm well. Thank you for having me. And sorry I was running late this morning. Please, please stop apologizing. Well, I didn't apologize to anyone else. Uh, now, that everyone's, <laughs> now everyone's heard it. Commit uh, seppuku on the clock. Right, yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's tough. Uh, uh, you know, you write X-Men, uh, then you got to shift gears and hopefully be a good dad. And then you jump in the car and you know, go do the errands. It's, these are busy days. I'm glad, though, uh, that that it's that it feels like that again. That it feels like life is opening up on the other side of Omicron. And you know, maybe God, maybe yeah. I'll even get to a comic book convention someday. Who knows? Oh God, yeah. Live the dream. Yeah, and get creeped out by shaking loads of people's hands. 
I think the handshake's dead. I don't, <laughs> don't, please don't hold it against me. I think I'm going to be like Doc Holliday in Tombstone. Yeah, I'll be, yeah. I'll be the one with, I'll be the longer. Honestly, all of those creators at cons are disease vectors, anyways. You, yeah. you guys should not want to shake, uh, shake hands at cons. Okay, so next con you're at, look for the big bubble. well you know that's the you know the let's let's bring the bow like i i might be masked in in flights for the rest of my life i would be okay with that i don't like getting colds you know that's true concred was a real thing and you know i i don't i think uh you know the a lot of things change after pandemics i'm hoping that a lot of bad ideas go away i hope in this country i had hope that we would get universal health care and you know, it's an opportunity to sort of clean house. And uh, I, I don't know, now I'm getting philosophical on the X-Men podcast, but the, the you know, the, the, the idea that uh, we have to continue to do things the same way that we have been doing them is, is wrong. We, it we is. must be able to reinvent things better suited to our lives. I hope. Yes. I, I, I personally like really hate all talk of quote unquote return to normalcy. Yeah, yeah, that was not so good, right? Yeah, it was terrible. Let's get back in that jacket that didn't fit. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> um, okay. Great. All right, so um, we have 10 minutes on the clock. You know what this is. I am going to – how about uh, – we've got three questions lined up. Jerry, just tell me when to stop, and I will tap these <laughs> questions, and then when you say stop, that's the one we'll do. Okay. Stop. Who's the worst X-Men team you can make? Oh, boy. You know, even the, uh, the like, quote-unquote worst character is someone's favorite, and I've found out that the hard way over the years. Oh, God. Um, you know, I, I think um, there were, uh, um, without naming names, Yeah, I think some mm-hmm. of what we would call the duplicates got under my skin in a bad way. So meaning like the the characters that were clearly just derivatives of the other characters. Ah. The lizard writing part of my brain yeah. would rather m- make um, a story that would be a gift for the original. Or, you know, maybe there were some great stories that I just sort of missed the, about some of the duplicates. But that was sort of the fun thing about the house cleaning that um, the, you know, the, the, a restructuring of the Marvel universe when when Jonathan uh, and RB and Pepe did Hawks mm-hmm. and Pox that you know some of those characters weren't even eligible for resurrection protocols which oh, yeah. you know was I think controversial to some degree that that some of those fans you know uh, every so all of those characters have fans but that would be that would be my nightmare X Men team to write is like a, a team called the Dupes. Even though, uh, <laughs> even okay. though Dupe, the character is pretty cool. So, for anybody listening, um, the X has started. I hit the timer maybe about ten and a half seconds ago, uh, but the X starts back then. Um, so the Dupes, oh, um, Dupes, yeah, Dupes are a tough concept, um, and I totally hear. Sorry, I didn't even realize that this might be a bit of a a landmine because I was effectively asking you to say somebody's fave was not that great. No, I just, it's also um, on in when you're on my side of this, it's yeah. hard because I, I'm not even sure. There are some names I could blurt out. 
and I don't, I don't want to like, I might see that person's that creator someday, you know, like, oh, yeah. no, nobody wants to Tom Brevoort said this to me, the uh, Avengers senior editor, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. that life is too short to make bad comics. And, you know, when you read a comic that you don't enjoy, there are maybe many reasons or, or maybe okay. one reason you don't like it, but we are always, I think, especially in the X office, we are trying to remember that we're entertainers and we yeah. We won't be able to to entertain everyone, but if if our batting average to go back to the sport, you maybe don't understand is is good enough. You know that like we will we yeah. will you know um, entertain enough of you if we're entertaining ourselves. Okay, all right. So with, okay. you know what? With that in mind, yep. let me let me re redo the question a bit. I'm going to restart our timer. So cancel this nine minutes. So how about we say what's the most when we say worst. How about we say most dysfunctional? Not worse oh. as in full of bad characters, but just worse as in a terrible team. Like characters that would not work together, that would implode or undermine every mission, wouldn't be able to get anything done. <laughs> like, how about that? Like, what is the most ineffectual X-Men team we can pull together? All right, the, go. Mo- the most ineffective one would have to probably be the Krakoan adjacent ones. Like, if you told me that Deadpool had a mission, but you surrounded him with people that didn't want to work with Deadpool. That was actually like sort of a key concept of our old Deadpool work. When you, yeah. when, I don't mean to ruin this again, but actually you've given me a, like a very fertile place to go, oh my God, these characters hate each other. That's yeah. perfect. You know, and, <laughs> and, and there is some fun stuff like that coming up. You know, uh, yeah. we talked about it conceptually, what we wanted out of year one of X-Men and, and how yeah. we, know we had Pepe and we could do things like the treehouse and, 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 uh, you know, set up new villains and they'd all have new suits from Pepe and new, mm-hmm. new looks. And, and so, um, you know, some of the, some of that, uh, like classic X-Men soap opera stuff is really going to start to hit in a, in a fun way, I hope. But the, the team yeah. that would not work together, you yeah. know, I think you put uh, Deadpool on the team you put um, like one of the one of the big telepaths, a Gene or uh, an Emma, or uh, oh, uh, and and because you know the the other really annoying thing is that they don't have access to Wade's brain. There's something I forget whose gift that was to him, but that that you know uh, years ago he became immune to telepaths in yeah. some story, and so you know how frustrating would that be? You know you're used to being able to you know, knock over banks if you wanted, you know, with your mind. And and now mm. here's this guy who smells like, uh, you know, day old Mexican food and, and there's, no, <laughs> there's nothing you can do about him. So that's how I would uh, sort that. And he's also a massive liability. Like, if- yeah, he, he is. Although I also, uh, you know, I respect that. Uh, I respect that guy. So, uh, but, but 100%, he's not the guy that you would turn to. He's not the Logan, right? He's not Cyclops. He's not like Kurt, any of the true sort of classic uh, or even new classic characters that you would lean on. Yeah. Well, that I was thinking like when I was thinking about, I was thinking all the chaos bringers, like the most antisocial personalities. <laughs> I could like boom, boom. I, I, immediately boom, boom. I went to like boom, boom. I went to like North Star. I went to Scout. I went to Namor. Yep. Like, 
Legion maybe is oh, the, the team that, that they would uh, these are the X X Men already, you know, they're they're not gonna last one issue. Basically, it'll be like in, in six issues it'll be a villain's book. And forget me not. And just to have the guy who's throwing up his hands uh, oh, trying hard. <laughs> and beak. And be and Beak, yeah. But but then you'd have to have like Beak play absolutely straight. Like Beak would have to be the Beak. rational person yeah. of the team. <laughs> Beak is the, like, cyclo- the cyclops. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. Because he's the only one who's not like borderline a sociopath. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so when do you ever do you ever think about like what chaotic mess you can bring? To some of your writing, do you do you approach it in that way, or is everything very sort of structured and uh, a lot and of this? Yeah, a lot of the story is structured. Um, most of this, um, most of the stories uh, have a landing zone, like a, yeah. and are writ- written backwards. And especially yeah. in mainstream comics, the ability to write these stories out of order becomes. Um, an important muscle to flex the way that, you know, the art production takes, you know, we, we knew we couldn't get Pepe through a year, but we got him through as much as we could. And, and, you know, we wrote, um, we had to, I had to write 11 and 12 for Pepe before I had wrapped up some of the middle, but that was okay because, you know, I had a 30 page document that, you know, outlined a lot of our big ideas that, yeah. uh, you know, when, when you outline, um, hard, the scripting becomes easy and fun. And when it, your outline's a little squishy, um, it, it, uh, it can make, um, make sticking landings hard. So um, we've got sticky baseball gymnastics. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a, a look into my mind. Yeah. Oh dear. Um, so what has been, what's been your, um, just to kind of pull up, pull us away to the question, just for, from, from the question, sorry, just for a quick second, what's been the, like the favorite dynamic you've been writing in the team so far? What's your favorite dynamic in the X team right now? Uh, I, 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 it's, I want to, I'm going to say sync and it's, uh, uh, there have been some revelations, you know, at Polaris was a revelation for us. Yeah. Um, that, that was also one, obviously, that um, was not planned. They really, you know, we talk a lot about election security in this country, and that yeah. X-Men election was um, secure. You know, they, they really made sure that the winner was the winner. And so we, we accepted Polaris. I wasn't 100% sure really what our take on her was going to be. Um, yep. And she sort of manifested. A lot of it, too, um, has come from... Um, Pepe's uh, like pinky out coffee, you know, the latte that (laughs) informed so much of it. And then I was like, Oh my gosh, of course she's Magneto's daughter on a team. And you know, there, she has other interests and is very sort of image conscious, but also very, very capable. And the thing I, uh, I, I guess I made some people angry, um, which is when, you know, you're on the right path as probably the X-Men writer, but okay. the, the 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 idea that Jean had interfered with her election by sort of telepathically giving everyone her first impulse and not the spoken impulse. Yes. And so I, I was very careful to like 
she wanted to be picked, but she demurred at the end. And so she, 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 and Jean just went with that. And, you know, I thought it was a very Polaris move and a very Jean move, but the, the, that's the sort of fun stuff that, that you can do in, in, in this, you know, we, it's a soap, they're, they're violent soap operas, but the inheritance of uh, Sink and Laura out of the vault story, which I think is, um, you know, John, John's X-Men will be immortal, no pun intended. And that yeah. story, um, he crushed. Uh, he and um, Esrar just, you know, the, those two issues will, will live forever. And, you know, the the um, uh, the Crucible uh, yes. issue will live forever. There's There are many, many gifts there. And so inheriting Sink um, is... It, 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 there's an interesting... Um, duality going on there he on the one hand seems to be groomed f- for leadership by gene and scott but on the other hand gene and scott are are actually also there to learn from someone who has vastly more experience than they do he's 500 years old and so what a fun dynamic and it really comes into focus in uh in in the um uh, in the end of year one, the, the, the Pepe stuff in, yeah. in a, in a really fun way. And, um, you know, uh, I know, I, I think if you're current, right, X-Men eight is out. And so we know that sync, uh, have you read X-Men eight? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. Yes. So, so we know that sync was actually the one who sort who copied genes, uh, powers, powers and, erased and, ben and visited mind, Ben, Ben Urich's mind. And then, and then, you know, the twist of the knife. And I, I want to say that this was, a gift from Victor in our mm-hmm. X meetings, you know, as I'm talking about the story and I yep. said, Oh, and I've accommodated, you know, I, I, I have a physical piece of evidence for that scene where he could sort of show Scott, you know, that he's got the notes and yep. what a mess, what a mess. And, and, you know, the, I think that was a gift from Victor where, you know, we're always trying to sort of uh, uh, bolster each other's stories. And uh, yep. of course, Oh yes. Ben would think it's a miracle. Like everyone once we've been chasing everlasting life forever and how great that the X-Men seem to have done it. And mm. uh, anyway, so that, that's where all that came from. Sync has been fun. Um, I know, you know, uh, some of the car- some of the fans, Oh, was that the end of our, uh... yeah. so we have, we have one minute to tie up. I'm not, I'm not used to this. I could get used to it though. I should say every podcast should be 10 minutes. I get in, <laughs> I get in, get out like um, Krusty yeah. the Clown recording my lines. Yeah, man. Um, no, but I mean, I love Sink as a character. Sink has really stepped yeah. up more. And I think he's got like this really interesting, for me, the, you know, the Wolverine dynamic? Yeah. Um, the ethical, Sink seems to be pitted up with a lot of ethical challenges. And I think people as overpowered, as, not, not even overpowered, but people as powerful as Sink, because you know you've got that sideline run of him growing into an Omega. People as powerful as Sink, it can be really easy to make their narrative wrinkles or their foils or challenges power threats. Right. But we've shifted Sink into this ethical, this constant stream of ethical dilemmas. Do you tell this woman who is ostensibly a child compared to you? Do yeah. you destroy her youth? Do you import? And, and then you have this weird sort of dynamic where he's pining after her and she's not really into it. And he's like, and I mean, Sink is, Sink is attractive. Sink is hot. Like back in the day, everyone was falling over Sink. Yeah, <laughs> so you put, of course. You put Sink in this really weird position where suddenly he's pining after somebody who doesn't want him. <laughs> he's both right. a leader and a team member. 
And he's had to deal with the high evolutionary taking his blood, knowing that that has future repercussions. Yeah, that's a big one. But wiping Ben Urich's mind when he realized it was it was going to be um, positive, uh, positive press. But I think yes. Sink for me became this microcosm of the general thought around Krakoa. So long, mutants have been striving for a position or a foothold, and the narrative was about how they reached it or the things they did to achieve it or secure it. But now that they have it, it's about how you wield that power. It's less about getting it and more about how you navigate having some level of influence. Yeah, it's uh, that's that's exactly right. The 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 you know they're. They were once hated and feared because they were different, and now the, you know, there's an like almost a new excuse to hate them in that they're successful, right? At the moment, there we're we're seeing them in the golden age, and uh, yes, yeah. and I mean, honestly, I I relate to that. I relate to that because sure. you you get that you get that so often. Um, any sort of minority community, your people are happy to look, look down on you. And then they're also happy to be very suspicious of your success. And right. as long as you're not, the only thing really that they're happy with is appeasement and deference. Mm, yeah. Mm -hmm. If you're suffering and you're noble about it, then they're okay because they're used to your suffering. If you're deferential right. to them, then they're okay because you're appeasing their egos. But as soon as those two things disappear, and I think that was captured really, really beautifully, like, you know, in Marauders with Brimstone. Hmm. The yeah, way yeah. that false or superficial allyship can be like paternalistic false allyship can become resentment, like at the flip of a dime. Right, 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 right. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm glad it's hitting for you. You know, I, I think no. a lot of that is also due to I think the the strength of of that little writers group we have. You know, yeah. uh, again to go back to uh, Victor. You know, uh, I was talking about the vague area that we were going to plant the tree yeah. uh, in, in the first issue. And, and he tipped me to Seneca Village, you know, to the, the, the idea that this was once a thriving, um, largely black, but almost all immigrant. And, yeah. you, you, you know, the, the idea that, um, you know, that, that we honor that past, right? If we're going to set roots there, let's do it right. And uh, yeah. we try anyway, uh, you know, that, no. that that feels like we're doing good X-Men work when when we're doing that. So I think so. I think it speaks to and I know I know I'm going to give us like 30 more seconds. Uh, <laughs> but I, I, I do think it speaks to a certain level of intersectionality and understanding that being a mutant doesn't erase those other parts of yourself. Becoming a mutant doesn't mean that you're suddenly not gay. Becoming a mutant doesn't mean that you're suddenly not black, that you're not a woman, um, that you're not trans. Yep. And the fact that m mutants would see, resonate with, and understand other minority stories was beautiful. That they're not cloistered, you know? They mm -hmm. saw that, and I think in the Seneca Village story, you can see how that would have resonated with mutants who have been through Utopia, who have been through uh, Asteroid M, mm, <laughs> who yeah. have had and lost thriving footholds <laughs> And then they honoured a community that had had and lost a foothold in the place where they were trying to uh, establish themselves. I thought that was a really, really nice touch. Well, thank you. Yeah, we, uh, you know, we try to be thoughtful. We don't always uh, maybe hit for everyone, but mm -hmm. I, I can assure you that, um, you know, the person that I'm most trying to please is is Pepe. And then <laughs> from, from that, right, if if we're happy and, 
you know, our, our editors are happy. You guys have a shot at it. <laughs> yeah, man. But I mean, I, I, to be honest, it's lovely to hear that you guys are, it's lovely to hear that it's such a community of writers. It's, uh, yeah, it's you know, one of the... Is like in there and Pepe is in there. And... 100%. And it was very, very important over the pandemic. You know, it was a really a, a twice week, uh, I'm sorry, a biweekly meeting. Yeah. And, and, you know, the X slack, but we were always trying to help each other, um, you know, give, give each other little gifts, uh, uh, I hope. And uh, I hope I've given as much as I've taken. Cool. Okay. Thank you, Jerry. I'm going to tie us up there. We went massively over time, but 24 minutes it is. Thank you, mate, for being here. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. Thank um, you for having me. Anytime, anytime. Uh, I've been Ashley... And I didn't tell you about the sign-off. So this is where I say I've been Ashley and you say uh, I've been Jerry. And then the sign-off is yours. <laughs> so okay. you can say. Very good. Uh, I've been Jerry Duggan. Uh, I will remain Jerry Duggan as far as I know. And uh, I hope you are all uh, good to each other. Be It's chaos. Be kind. And uh, I hope you enjoy the next... Uh, next couple of uh, series of x-men titles the launches in the spring are uh wonderful uh I, I just read immortal i just read marauders uh you guys are in for a treat how are you going to say that at the end how, <laughs> that's you, how, how do you expect me to not ask you a thousand questions now we have to end now <laughs> i know that's that's <laughs> i saved all the good stuff for the mic drop <laughs> all right thank you everybody this has been x of words <laughs> Someone that choke, someone that fit aside.